I'm Jamie Bahamas and let's start talking about them Dolphins. If you're a Dolphins fan out there, I'm pretty sure you already know and you've probably watched part or if not all of the Buffalo Miami game for the season finale and it did not go the way that many Dolphins fans wanted it to go and it probably didn't go any way that any Dolphins fans expected even if you didn't expect Miami to pull out that win. We saw the Dolphins go into Buffalo on a cold Sunday and lose 30 by 30 points 26 to 56 to those Buffalo Bills. Now there's a lot going on about why this happened or you know why the Dolphins failed to show up in this game and some people could blame it on I've heard you can blame it on the weather you can blame it on Tua not being ready you could blame it on the Dolphins just not showing up for this game but at the end of the day Buffalo were the division winners they've been on a hot streak and they did what they did so let's look at how things played out one thing's for sure is Buffalo is on the rise and Josh Allen has been doing his thing and one team that he always seems to show up for are those Miami Dolphins. So far, just this season alone, Josh Allen has gone into, well not gone into Miami, but gone up against these Dolphins and he right now has seven touchdowns just to, to one interception that we saw in this game today. He just finds a way to know how to get things fired on all cylinders going against this division rival. The Dolphins came in with a really hot defense. Their worst loss was at the beginning of the season against the New England Patriots where they lost by 10 points. Up until today, they have not seen anything like this. In this game alone, they gave up more than their season average in the second and fourth quarter. Buffalo was able to roll out 28 points in that second quarter and roll out 21 points in the fourth quarter. So the big thing on everybody's mind too, we can talk about the defense, things happen. They had one bad game this season, truly. But listening to fans and looking at message boards and things going on, the big topic and the topic that's been on everybody's mind all season is Tua. And the Tua Tango Vailoa, is he the answer? The season's finally over. The questions, rightfully so, have been asked, not just because of what fans are seeing or just because of the results. The Dolphins have had an unconventional system or, or situation going on from the quarterback standpoint. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the veteran, came in, started the season, played a few games, playing considerably well, winning games, let's just say that, and was benched after the bye for Tua Tungavailo, who also came in and did quite similar, won games. One thing's notable is that the offense does look and operate quite differently depending on which quarterback is on the center. In this game and in the last game, it seems like didn't quite get a spark. There were a lot of drop passes, couldn't get things going. It wasn't a lot of big chunk plays. And ultimately, the, the offense stalled. Now, I'm going to give you my take on this. At the end of the day, Miami wasn't supposed to be in this position. From a quarterback standpoint, I remember listening to some analysts' take on it. And Miami wasn't ranked at having one of the best quarterback situations out of teams. Starting out the season, I completely disagreed with that at the point, thinking that Miami could go either way if, if a quarterback went down. It was a team that wouldn't worry about who the backup would be. However, looking at it now, football is, is a truly a team game. And yes, the quarterback is your most important position, but this team was rebuilding, and we've said it all along. Miami definitely overachieved the 10 wins. That's my opinion. If you ask the team themselves, they won't say that. They expected much more out of this. But this team's gonna grow. A lot of pieces came together on offense. We saw the defense truly come into their own, but what I think is gonna happen at next year, regardless of who's coming at quarterback, you're gonna see that start to click a little bit better. So as far as this game alone, I'm not gonna get too down on, on Tua. Tua Tungavailoa in this game threw for, he had 58 attempts. 
completing 35 of them. I'm pretty sure that was not the game plan going into this game today to try to get a win against Buffalo. One thing that's also come into question, same people already, I've received DMs, people reaching out to me, is decision making from the coaching. It's going to be interesting and it's going to be something I'm going to keep my eye on starting today from this point on because it's now the offseason of what Miami is going to do from an offensive coordinator standpoint. A lot of people are questioning. Chan Gilly had to you know, dance around questions about it last week in the press conference and what Miami is going to do because let's put it this way. The defense was a number one defense from a lot of standpoints this season. The offense statistically was middle of the road. With this Miami regime, their identity is that if they see something that can be improved, they go ahead and improve it. So now it will come down to see which areas do they think are going to make the biggest jump with their offense. We know there's going to be player changes. We know there's going to be new players added, whether that be through the draft or through free agency. The question will be the two biggest questions, I think, going into this offseason. And we'll have other shows where we really get a deep dive on that will be what does Miami do at quarterback going forward and what does Miami do from an offensive coaching standpoint. So all in all, to take it back to the Buffalo game, the keys to this game before it started, in my mind, was Miami had to get out to a fast start because Buffalo showed their hand. They did not want to keep their, they really did not want to have their starters to have to finish this game, but they were going to get those guys in there. They had a few milestones they wanted to knock off and that number two seed was important to them but also being healthy was important to them. And the goal was to make sure Miami didn't get off to that fast start, which they did not. Miami mustered a field goal in the first quarter, field goal in the second quarter, and that was about it. Who did get off to that fast start? Buffalo. Buffalo got going in that second quarter to the tune of 28 points, and there was no looking back. So the fact that Miami couldn't get off to the fast start and couldn't hold Buffalo from getting to the fast start, that is what was the difference in this game. But Finns fans, don't put your head down. I know it's going to sting today or whenever you listen, if you're listening to this right after the game. But all in all, the Dolphins had a really good season. Buffalo just, it was their year so far. Miami tried to do something that no other team in the AFC East has done so far. And that was try to get a win on the Buffalo Bills. And they were not able to do that. Moving on. Now that the season's over, let's take a look back at the season that was. The Dolphins, like I said earlier, did not do so well in this game, or shouldn't say, that's an understatement. But as I mentioned, this was their worst loss of the season. They lost by 30 points in this game, and that was the final game of the season. To look back for their worst loss prior to that would have been the first game of the season, going back to New England. Miami started the season at New England on the road, no preseason, no offseason. And I know that shouldn't be an excuse because every team had to deal with that. But there were a lot of pieces changed uh, for the team. You had more than a handful of rookies, more than a handful of free agents, new, new personnel on the coaching staff. So coming in with no preseason and the most unusual offseason that anybody could ever imagine. It's a tough game going against a Bill Belichick coach team. Dolphins were able to gather 11 points and lost to the Patriots 21 to 11. At that point, a lot of people didn't know what to make of New England or the Dolphins. I saw a lot of people picking New England to actually make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl after that game. We know that didn't happen. And everybody, there were a lot of people also saying the Dolphins were still in this rebuild mode and were looking to have either the similar results of the previous season or worse. Moving on though, when they went into Buffalo, the first time they met Buffalo, well, Buffalo came into Miami, the Dolphins were quite competitive in that game. Miami lost that game 31 to 28. The difference in that game was Byron Jones because that game was hell of a competitive. But 
Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs got that going. John Brown from the Bills also got his thing going. And Buffalo held on to take to get a win. But what that did was that gave so much confidence to Dolphins players. And Dolphins fans knew they had a team. That was the one game where even in a loss, you knew these weren't the same Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick had himself a game. He threw for over 300 yards in that game. And Gasecki had a breakout game catching over, uh, over 100 yards. I think he went for 130 yards in that game. And then they stepped into the point in prime time. So in September, that game, Thursday night football in Jacksonville. It was a game at that point where we didn't know what to make of Jacksonville. Nobody knew Jacksonville would end up being going on to being the worst team in the league this year and taking on the taking home the first overall pick. And you know, like I said, people started to get some hope in Miami. So this was a game where where we were waiting to see what would happen. And Miami went and did what they were supposed to do. They went in and totally dominated that game, beating Jacksonville 31 to 13 on the road. And like I said, things were looking up. So the true test was the Seattle Seahawks. Following that game, Seattle came in, Russell Wilson, a candidate for MVP this season. Don't think he has enough to quite get it, but he's a guy that's never actually received an MVP vote. He will get one this year for certain. Miami went into that game. Their defense, their special teams, everything came through. Their offense was clicking. Ryan Fitzpatrick once again threw for over 300 yards. He went to one of his favorite targets. Devontae Parker had over 100 yards receiving in that game. And it just it, close, but not quite there. But it was a great showing against a Seattle team that's been there and done that before. Miami was within one score of trying to close that game out. But that was just what the team needed to get clicking. From that point on, the Dolphins went on to win five games straight. They went on a roll. They went rolling against San Francisco, the New York Jets. What a statement game against Los Angeles. And that was a key game. That's a signature game for this year. That's when the Dolphins decided to go on with, with Tua Tonga Vailoa. I remember seeing that this was, well, it was shock. It was the headline story at the time. And a lot of people saying, is it the right time? You know, your team just won two games in a row. Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing well. Why would you do this? And then there was the statement about a guy called Aaron Donald, who was leading the league in sacks, can break a game. He can surely wreck a game. Having a guy like that going against the rookie, and a lot of people questioned Brian Flores and his decision to go ahead and make the quarterback change. Well, all in all, Miami had a statement game that was one of the defining games for them in the season as they were able to walk away and get that win. And that set them up for a matchup against Arizona, against, at that time, a very hot Arizona team with Kyler Murray. And that was, that might have been Tua's signature game for the season on his part. For that game with the Los Angeles game, Tua, some people would say game management. I look at it as he was making smart moves and, and making the right plays in that game. But in Arizona against the Cardinals, that was impossible. The Arizona offense, they have arguably probably the best receiver in the game right now with DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray's doing his thing at quarterback. They have a decent running game and they were coming out and they were firing pretty much on all cylinders against the Dolphins. And uh, Miami, even though with that stout defense and that dependable special teams, it was a, it was a, it was a fight. And then Tua had to do his thing and he did it to the tune of 248 yards was able to come back and have a nice drive coming in that fourth quarter and the Dolphins pull off the win 34-31 against Arizona again I said that must have been his signature game for the season and that set us up for while Miami was on this run going into Los Angeles and Justin Herbert 
Tua Tagovailoa game. This was the matchup that people wanted to see because there were questions: Are did Miami take the right quarterback? Justin Herbert was looking pretty good throughout the season. It was looking like a guy that many will still probably make the debate that that's the guy the Dolphins should have taken over Tua. However, I like to say what matters in this in this league is who wins games and whether you put it on Tua or Herbert. It's not just the two of those guys playing out there, and it just so happened the Dolphins were the better team. I say that because I mentioned that the game prior was maybe Tua's signature game. One thing that's to be that shouldn't be overlooked is this is one of the games where I think Brian Flores was able to he was able to put his claim in for coach of the year. COVID has been a factor, I think lingering around, well lingering around, it's been in the forefront of everybody's faces this entire year or the, the entire year of 2020 and this entire season. And the Dolphins weren't unscathed by that. And this might have been a really big impact. They lost five of their coaches on their coaching staff to go into this game. And they didn't know that until just up to prior to that game. And Flores usually has his players prepped, but he also had, and he mentioned it before, we've had interviews and had statements coming from Flores where he talked about, we always have a next man up and we always have somebody prepared to be a backup for somebody in every situation. And it, it showed because coming to that game without many of your coaches at a lot of key positions, the Dolphins were able to not make that the story of the day and go out and play a solid game against the, against the, um, the Chargers and win that game 29-21. to 21. The next game though, on going off of the high notes, this game I think was the game that actually, this was the, the turning point game for the Dolphins and not turning point in the, turning point in the, in the bad direction, let's put it that way, because they were on a roll and regardless of how this Buffalo game played out, we knew it would come down, we knew the road the Dolphins were on, it would come down to every game would matter. But this game against Denver, this was one that Miami had to have because down the road, you'd know you'd have to face Kansas City and they're a tough out for anybody. They're beatable. Obviously, they lose a they lost a game earlier in the season, but this was the Super Bowl champs and you're going to have to bring everything to go against them. And then you had matchup of, you had some divisional games coming on later. You'd have New England, regardless of how New England was this season. They're also still just, they're dangerous going against them at any point in time. And you knew you would have to end the, the season against Buffalo. So this, this team going against another team from the AFC, in that same conference where they they're not quite they were having some struggles they were missing some players due to injury and other issues that they were having this was a game you had to have and the dolphins did not this was one that we'll probably talk about again and again did not quite have it in this game and this was a game where the dolphins looked to ryan fitzpatrick to try to save them to try to pull it off, Tua just could not get it going. Things just weren't clicking for them and they came close but didn't quite pull it off. So Miami dropped that game 20 to 13. And that might be the difference in the season. However, moving forward, we all know what happened next. I went against the New York Jets, who just, you know, were on the verge of having probably one of the worst seasons in their team's franchise history. Turned it around later on the season, but Miami made cake of that, winning 20 to 3. And then we had the Cincinnati game. Oh man, this is a game I would like to remove from my memory for the season. Uh, but there was uh, there was something I did like to see in that game. I saw a game where the players, where you know it was an ugly game. It's, it's probably 
was one of the ugliest NFL games that were, was played this season. We had quite a few ejections. We had a lot of penalties and a lot of fines from players losing losing control and, and rightfully so. The Dolphins came to defense of Jakeem Grant who who on back-to-back -back plays received, I'll call it a cheap shot. He got hit where he couldn't defend himself and it, the player hitting him clearly knew what, was, what he was doing and that led to other players taking going to the defense of their teammate. But one thing that stood out to me is you don't see it quite often. I don't know how often we'll see it in the future either. But Brian Flores, as his team was defending their other players on the team, he was one of the guys that had to be restrained because he was out there too. Now, some people might look at that and say that's not how the coach should respond. I can, t I can tell you one thing. Those actions that day, I'm pretty sure that fight led to some of the players on the team having a newfound respect for their coach. And on top of that, understanding that he truly, his words, he backs up his words when he says that he cares about his team and, and he has their back. So that was that was important. And we saw that fight come through as the Dolphins did take on the Super Bowl champs the following game. And I mean, they gave Kansas City everything that they could handle. When you look back at that game, if you look at how, if you look at just Patrick Mahomes' stats alone, you said there's no way Kansas City wins this game. They, they for a guy, Mahomes, who did not turn over the ball, he came in and threw multiple interceptions. He's now in the record books for one of the longest sacks in NFL history. And yet, somehow, Kansas City was able to still pull out that game 33-27. to But that should have given Dolphins fans hope as a measuring stick to say, you know what? He can hang in there with some of the best teams and you still have help coming on the way which we'll talk about in another show about what's going to be next for the Miami Dolphins. So now that led to the final stretch. Um, at this point coming out of that Kansas City game the Dolphins were 8-5 and five, well within the hunt knowing that this is this AFC conference was tight had a lot of big teams but went in there a lot of teams packed in around 7-8-9 wins that were starting to get hot so on the horizon was the New England Patriots, Las Vegas Raiders, and, and Buffalo Bills. From that moment on, you pretty much knew that it was very likely, looking at the schedules, that Miami needed to win out to get in at that point. And that's exactly what played out. So, New England, Miami was able to go in there and avenge their loss from the beginning of the season. And actually eliminate New England from the, from the playoffs. And then the Vegas game. That would be you know that's probably gonna go down as probably if not the the game of the year definitely top three ryan fitzpatrick had created a new position in football in that game you know we always hear about the relief pitcher in baseball i think he's now has coaching staffs going back and thinking about uh, having a having a designated relief quarterback a certain teams in certain big situations because Fitzpatrick just did what he does. That, that is a guy that had no fear, knew what he was going to do, and takes his shots. The ultimate gunslinger. Sometimes it gets you into trouble uh, because you can be reckless, but sometimes it's exactly what you needed. And that little bit of magic was able to get the one-point victory setting up the finale that we talked about at the beginning going into Buffalo. Just unfortunately, it just wasn't enough, just too close. And the teams, Miami losing that game, all of the other teams that were just behind them had really favorable matchups. So it just wasn't enough. But I will say this, Dolphins fan. I know right now it doesn't feel good. I know 
you know, as this season started to roll on, everybody was hoping to see their their Dolphins at the playoffs this year. And knowing the way this team performed in a lot of these games this season, that they pretty much could probably go in and, and could upset any team or match up against any team in the playoffs. So I know it was quite a disappointment to not see that play out. But I will tell you, sleep on it. Once you wake up, it's time to look forward because there's a lot of promise and a lot of hope for the Dolphins in the future. They had, they're retooled again with draft picks, first rounders, <laughs> a blue chip first, first round pick that they got from the Texans and their own. It's going to be interesting what they're going to do with that and that's something we're going to talk about in the future. They have a lot of money under the cap and they have an owner that supports their team and is willing to spend money in places to improve the team. So I will tell you Dolphins fans, this was, all in all, it doesn't feel like it right now, but this was a pretty good year for the Miami Dolphins. At Talking About Them Dolphins, we love it when you talk about them Dolphins. And keep on doing it because you might just get a mention on our show. And today, we're going to give a quick mention out to Allie, aka Doll Freaky, because before there was even a snap this season, she went on the record to say that these Dolphins would win 10 wins. Guess what? She was right. Kudos to you. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and look up for the next episode of Talking About Them Dolphins.